This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World, and you're listening to What Do They Says. Said. Oops, I'm going to have to do that again. Hi, this is Christina Chaw from Survivor One World, and you're listening to What Do They Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvaysaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios West in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me again, finally, as he always does, the man who no longer has to walk around explaining why he's watching the Yankees, your host, Robert Bob Duvet coming to you from Duvet Studios East. That's right. I am podcasting you today from the core of the Big Apple, the Upper West Side of Manhattan, home to more people named Saul per capita than anywhere in the United States, home to famed electrician Thomas Edison's brother Khan. And now Bob Duvet. And now Bob Duvet. Wow. One more. You've made it. To team. Absolutely. <laughs> Unbelievable. It has been a long painful arduous process for all our fans we have been getting email after email saying what's going on why haven't you been on the show why haven't we been doing things but you finally settled out there duvet studio south is up and ready for action it was hate mail people were hating yeah and it's actually duvet studios east i don't know why i called it duvet studios south i just probably just because i was thinking about myself I like that you, you know, put yourself first. You should do that. Priorities. Put yourself first. That's right. Yeah, what about you? What about you, listeners? Should I put myself first? Tell us about it. Send us an email, a nice email, now that we're back on the air, to whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers hit the bicentennial, Rob. Did you see that? I missed that. Oh, my God. I had fireworks. I had like a, what do you even call them things that you throw? The poppers. The noise pops. Right. I going to throw them down. Uh, noise pops yes exactly uh yeah so that's very exciting hopefully we'll get a lot more with our uh with the people listening today first time joining us today on either uh com, finding us on itunes i want to also make sure that people head out to itunes and leave us a little review there on itunes to say how much yeah, you enjoy people the show like to, you know weigh in yeah, we know you're out there because we have been getting your phone calls and emails. Uh, you can listen to us on Rogue 2. Uh, thank you, uh, folks out there in the beautiful um, United Kingdom. And uh, me! And you can give us a phone call at... Oh, God, do we still have a number? 415. That's all I got. I forgot the number, Jace. 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. Oh man, man! I see how quickly I've just ditched all that was San Francisco. Have you not been listening to the voice messages? Then has Reba been listening to the voice messages? <laughs> I, I think Reba listens to him. I, I, I've been honestly, I am up to my neck in in boxes still, and and me being a Virgo and somebody that craves order, yes, um, and perfection, which is evident by my performance on this show, right? Um, 
I, I it just I'm a little discombobulated, so I have not had a chance. Reba gives me the bold stroke. She hands me a one sheet, and it has all the list of complaints and uh, and kudos. All we right. have them separated that way. Complaints, kudos. Nice, nice. That's a good system. So are you uh, are you settled at all? How much space did you lose? I guess is the question from moving from your palatial estate in Duvet Studios in San Francisco to now uh, the Upper West Side. Well. Truth be told, it was palatial. And looking looking back fondly on it now, um, yeah, we lost some space. Absolutely, we had some furniture that we brought out with us um, that is not going to make it. So we're we're going to pawn it off on people. But this is I, I this may or may not be interesting, listeners. <laughs> but I what I get yesterday was so a, a girl's moving into our building. We moved into our building on Saturday. A girl moved into the building yesterday, being Tuesday. We taped this show on a Thursday. So yesterday would have been Wait, that- Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my bad. Um, at any rate, she couldn't get all of her furniture into her apartment, so she ditched a desk, which we desperately needed. Um, so I, I, I literally threw the desk up on my shoulders and walked it up here and put it in. It fit perfectly. Um, it, it, it was, but the big thing was it was three boxes of stuff got unpacked as a result of this death. So very <laughs> packing, unpacked, unpacked boxes, box numbers are climbing. Oh God. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> that must feel good though, to, to sort of settle in. I mean, there is a bit of fun about moving into a new place where there's, there's spaces and boxes and discovering where to put things. And then I'm sure you know it, there's that in-between time where there's the stuff where you don't know where to put it. You can kind of imagine where to put it. You're waiting on things. And it's yes. like, well, do we, need, do we need this? And then you throw some stuff out. And what happened to me when I moved, which I'm sure you'll encounter, is like you just go, ah, we don't need this. I'm, we never use this. And you throw it out. And then six months down the line, you're going to go, why did I keep this thing and throw out that thing that I need right now? that I had for years, you know. Uh, from your ass to God's mouth. My ass to God's <laughs> mouth. Wasn't that the thing that you were, you were, we were trying to enter into the popular vernacular? <laughs> ass to mouth. That's yes. what it was. <laughs> okay, yeah, there you go. Perfect. I think that's a great way of, of getting it out there, from my ass to God's mouth, which reminds me, I know we have a big, big show today. Um, oh, huge! Yeah, but there is, if I, if I don't forget... Uh, remind me, wait, what? Yeah. Um, that there's something I want to phrase out. In fact, I'm going to write it down in my little piece of paper here. I want to phrase out something later in the Make show. note, phrase out. Phrase out. There, you can hear my pen right there, phrasing it out. All right. Got I it. I like it. Got so it down. Do we have any guests right. today, we, Rob? We do. Do we have guests? Oh, my God. Huh. I'm like... I'm I'm kind of I'm 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 swelling up with pride. We have guests. I sent Reba down to Times Square to get the naked singing cowboy. You know who this person is. He's world famous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I know the naked singing cowboy. He's as world famous as the uh, skateboarding turbaned guitar player in Venice. Ah, uh, hey, they actually. I wonder if they have the same agent. Yes. Yeah, so I sent Reba down there to get the. the I, you don't come back unless you have a naked singing cowboy. Well, she didn't come back with a naked singing cowboy. However, she did come back with a semi-clothed Indian. His name is Raj Bindal, and Raj Bindal is going to be joining us a little bit later. He's on the as-yet-to-be-painted green wall. Uh-oh. Actually, maybe Raj, if you'd be so kind, would you paint the green wall green oh, for that's us? Nice. That's a good way. I think that's a good use of the guests from here on out. 
uh, whenever you yeah. have someone in studio, just help them unpack and settle you in your you know, exactly. studios. No free lunches, guess. <laughs> nice. Well, welcome, Raj. That's exciting. Okay, good. Well, I look forward to talking to Raj later. Is there anybody else that we might be talking to today on the show? Today is a very, very sexy show, Jason. Oh. A extremely robust and sexy, sexy show. We're big fans of Survivor here. We are. And we bagged ourselves another Survivor. What? How do we do it? I don't know. I don't know how we do it. Who? Are you saying we got Survivor? Now, do you mean we have like a Survivor from three years ago? Do we have a Survivor from 10 years ago? What, what do you mean we have a Survivor on the show? We have fresh meat. What? We have Survivor. Christina Shaw came in fourth. That's what we know. Jace, I don't know if you noticed this, but we keep moving up the ladder um, as far as uh, the ranking of uh, Survivors that we get on. Yeah, she was a final four contestant on this last season of uh, Survivor One World. One of the one of the last people standing, uh, which is huge, huge. And you know what else is huge? <laughs> what the fact that we have her on our show? Yes, <laughs> I thought you were going to but, say. <laughs> yes, she she is hot with three T's. And I, I rarely bust out the third T. Wow. Okay. Well, we will uh, find out all about her. Perhaps we can bring that up to her when we talk to her later. Uh, I know we have yeah. a lot of burning questions that we needed to ask her, like just what exactly she was doing on Survivor and if she actually had any game or any of that sort of stuff. Uh, so we'll touch on all of that when uh, Survivor Christina calls in later in the hour. Yes? Well, I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for char. Nice. <laughs> well, you might want to, you know, you might want to hold on to that till we get her on the show. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot. I did pack my wife with me. Ah! <laughs> Whoops. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, you know, I wanted to ask you actually about television programs. Uh, have you got the television set up at your uh, new place? Cable Guy came yesterday. We had a glorious night last night of watching nothing but television. Oh, was it great! I missed it so much. I'm not a television apologist in the least either. Then you missed, though. Did you know that our 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 favorite, least favorite show from last summer is back on? I saw, I thought I, on my way out the door, as I was unplugging my television in San Francisco, I thought I saw a promo for Love in the Wild. Yes. With Jenny McCarthy. Yes. Yes. No, no way. Did you watch it? I did, and I wasn't going to because... They I, ditched Rossi! I know, they ditched Rossi. I wasn't going to because, as you remember, let's go back in the Wayback Machine here, because we watched the entire season of Love in the Wild last year. Much to I our... I do what I'm told, Jason. I do what I'm told. Well, much to our disappointment, right? I mean, there was it was really disappointing. Um, and I wasn't going to watch it, but there's nothing on right now. There's absolutely nothing on. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll record it. I'll see if they've tweaked Love in the Wild. Two hours. A two-hour Love in the Wild oh, was on on um, Tuesday night, I think. And they've, I can see what's happened, Rob. They've tried. They've tried to make changes to the show. First of all, they brought in Jenny McCarthy, and it's kind of fun to watch her pretend that she's making jokes up off the top of her head when clearly she's been lying awake at night for weeks saying, oh, I can't wait to say this funny thing, right? <laughs> so that's going on. And then the other thing that they did is they brought in seven girls and seven guys, you know, and the seven girls pick the seven guys that they're going to pair up with on these adventures that they go on. 
right? Okay. So they pick the seven guys, and Jenny McCarthy says, okay, so you know what else would be great? If we brought in seven more guys. And then they bring in seven more guys that have to pick, and so then it's two guys with one girl who run out and do these adventures. So there's that kind of, like, thing happening between the two of them. But then at the end of the show, seven guys go home, and now we're back to what the what the problem is with Love in the Wild, which is that who cares if you win if you find someone that you want to hang out with anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. Two boys for every girl. I've got Jenny McCarthy, and she's trying to be funny. Love in the wild, not good show. Um, <laughs> so is this going to have to be mandatory viewing? Do I need to set my DVR? What, Do I need you... to taint my DVR with setting it? This <laughs> new, clean, pristine, virginal DVR I have to actually pollute with Love in the Wild now because we're going to follow this show? Well, I don't know. I don't know if you need to. I, I you, If you were to watch any episode of Love in the Wild this season, I think the, this last week's episode would be the one to watch because it kind of looks like now it's going to be the same show that we watched last season, which just isn't very interesting. But, you know, I, if I'm you want to chime in I'm on gonna it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. I'm going to chime. I'm going to watch I'm going to learn all these words in Yiddish. <laughs> Good. Good on you. Uh, speaking of things, well, you were about to say something, though, when I interrupted with Love in the Wild. Do you remember what that is, or can we go on to news? It was about Rossi, I think. Can we get Rossi on? Riva! Get Rossi on the show. Get Rossi on the show. Get him to I want to hear how this went down. I want to hear how all this went down. Why? How, yeah, how Rossi's not on the show anymore and got replaced by Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, that would probably be as, as riveting as some of the other interviews we've featured on this show. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, we might want to might want to not do that. But I remember we even tried. We brought in uh, Julie Mann to watch and try to enjoy Love in the Wild with us, and we couldn't conjure anything interesting to say about last season. Yet here I am again, watching it again. Yep, I know. I love it. I love it as much as we hate. We we call back. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. So, yeah, okay. okay. Well, it's been a good show. <laughs> yeah, let's bring on Christina Chow. Actually, though, I, I do have to say, uh, she's not calling for a little bit, but um, is have you had a chance to read any news? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to think of a new news thing. It's all going to be new, new out here in New York. All right. Everything's new. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I got some... Uh, Maybe have some news. Let me let me see if I can find some really quickly. Can I ask you actually? This... Do, do people ever walk around saying, "Wow, this is just like York, only newer"? <laughs> I have not heard people say that. I will keep my ears peeled, though. And I also think it's funny that people just call New Jersey Jersey because there is nothing new about it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I am a I, I am a New Jersey. Uh, a fan of New Jersey. I think it's a beautiful state. I think it gets a bum rap. Well, I think the the New Jersey that's directly across the bridge from New York is probably uh, not the greatest New Jersey. But the further south in New Jersey, we're near Philadelphia. I think that's a beautiful garden state. And in New Northern, actually, too, when you get you know, like you're saying, past kind of Newark and into you know the the other Essex County. Um, it's really lovely, but, uh, eh, for another show, Yes, I want, I was intrigued by this and maybe we can make this into a game. 
Oh, this could be a new game. Oh, good. Because you know what I've been doing since we haven't been talking for a while? I've had to play the home game version of all of our What Do They Said games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. You can find it on Amazon. <laughs> Giving away free for our contestants. Oh, here's the new game. Tell me. Tell me about it. Cue up the band. Yes. The WDS band. So I'm reading this story, and in the headline reads, Distracted Metro North Engineer Reading Newspaper. And there's some video that goes along with this. Basically, it's a, it's a guy, who, you know, a commuter train. The, the conductor of the commuter train is literally sitting reading the post or the daily news while driving there, not looking at the tracks, not – and he only looks up when he hears the beep alert that he's coming in, in contact with the next station. Hmm. And so my idea for the game is what other perilous jobs can one can one do while reading the newspaper? Hmm. Jason, anything jump off the top of your head? Well, I think an airline pilot could be able to read the newspaper, but is that too similar to being on a train? Absolutely. That would be that would be great. I think I think I was trying to think of uh maybe something uh, you know, like uh huh, how about uh chef Chef, sure. Well, that doesn't seem all that sure. perilous. But I suppose you could, if you had a, uh, if you had it on your iPod uh, or your iPad, you could read the paper while cliff diving. Cliff diving, okay, exactly. That would be. But perilous. you'd have to be kind of a cliff diving instructor in order for for that to really work in the very narrow constructs of this very lame game I've created. <laughs> yeah, I think other than an airline pilot, a train pilot, maybe a ship's captain. I think uh, those are probably the most dangerous things that you can do. Well, uh, maybe a bus driver. Here's, here's one. Here's one that doesn't work. Librarian. Right. Yeah, that's not so perilous. Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe we'll ditch this game. I don't like this game. <laughs> I don't like this game either. Ew, make it go away. I don't like the new game. Bring back the old games. <laughs> I've been practicing those. Yeah. No. Well, with the home version and all, it's easy to do. All right. Let's look at. Oh. Oh, we just got to talk about this. I don't, it's in the news because it's in the news every day. In fact, let me let me conjure up my stocks. I'm following the stocks now that uh, I'm out here. Hmm. Got to be informed. Is it so? Facebook. You, you know. You know how I have a, a a love, mostly hate relationship with Facebook. I do. Yes. And so they recently went public, and it was a disaster. Right. And there's lawsuits a, flying around and stuff. Right. Oh yes, it was bungled. The whole thing was bungled. But the stock and 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 I am you know I'm I'm not a trader. I'm not somebody that really follows uh, you know the the market that closely. But I said when the stock was coming out and was being valued at thirty eight dollars, I said that's way too much. It's a it's a it, at best it's a twenty dollars stock. Okay. Well, some three weeks later, it's trading at twenty six dollars and seventy cents. I like my chances, and there's articles just flying around about how they don't even think there'll be such a thing as Facebook within the next uh, five to six years. Um, well, that's probably it's true. goose is cooked. Yeah. Well, I, I think the Facebook. I don't know how you monetize Facebook is really the only problem, and the way that they're trying to get income out of it is exactly why people don't like Facebook anymore. Because yes. Facebook was... It, it, I, I didn't buy my yearbook to look at the ads for the jewelry store down the street, you know. 
I bought my yearbook so that people could sign it and I could be with my friends. And Facebook is just a yearbook that's that's continually updated. And I don't care what other people are reading. I don't care what articles people are reading. Here's here's the thing. Um, if you if I walk into your home uh, there, Rob, and you're reading the paper. Yes. And and, you know, cliff diving because you have a cliff in your new apartment yes maybe you're writing it so every every manhattan apartment comes with a stone cliff right it, it if you set the paper down and start talking with they call me, them ledges if you set the paper down and start talking to me uh then that's sort of the end of it but if the moment i walked in a little bubble appeared above your head saying rob's reading about facebook stock then i would like go oh rob's reading about facebook stock hmm but I, I don't even know how to make this make any more sense than that. It, the thing is, if you tell me, hey, I read this article, then there's something that you actually are connecting with me about something that I think is interesting that you are sharing with me because I'm me and you're you and it's something that you find interesting. Just because you're reading something doesn't mean everybody needs to know you're reading something. And that's what Facebook is doing right now. You're doing something, you're playing a game without personalizing the sharing of information with your individual yeah. people with you. There's no take on it, right? There's no uh, judgment on the article. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Why do you find it interesting? You know, what do you, is it, is it gleaming? <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but also like, I wouldn't tell, uh, I wouldn't tell you to go see a movie that I would tell someone else to go see a movie. Right. I would say, Oh my God, I just saw this movie and I talk with you about it. And, and then there'd be another person that I wouldn't mention because I'm standing and talking to him and I know it's not their thing, you know? Yes. So, but if everything that I do gets equal weight towards everything to everybody, then it has no meaning. Well, here's the thing. Also, uh, what's that guy? His name's something Parker. Sean Parker. He was the guy who did Napster, and then he was an investor in Facebook. And he made a comment recently, I think you know, yesterday, about how Facebook is boring now. He he finds it boring mm -hmm. now that he's made his two billion dollars off the stock, you know, sale and whatnot. Yeah. But I agree with that. I you know, and the numbers bear out that people aren't. Uh, engaging with it as often and aren't you know uh, checking in as much because here's what happened there's an arc right so you have this thing this connecting device and, and people that haven't talked to or heard from each other in quite a while all suddenly are kind of like thrown together and reaching out to each other and kind of getting reconnected so then that happens and a fair amount of those people, you realize why you haven't reconnected with mm. because you know you don't share interests or you don't they're mutual uninterest. And then then there's the people that you kind of like you know are getting to know again, but you're getting to know them like you're talking about through what they read or post or you know whatever. Like we have a good friend, we'll call him Listener Pat. Okay. Listener Pat is. Hilarious! I've always found his humor very funny in, in 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 person, and his stuff reads really funny too. Mm -hmm. And the things he posts read really funny, or or, or or you know are are interesting. And so he's maintained his personality, whereas others, like you're mentioning, just kind of it's just like this blank sort of like watch this, I read this, uh, sign this petition, 
cut and paste this. It's it, nothing is saying anything about the person other than then they're involved in these various sort of things. And I'm losing interest. I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm just. I. I may in fact do what I've threatened to do for quite some time and just completely disengage. LinkedIn, oddly enough, related story was hacked. Did you hear about this? I did, and I've never been a LinkedIn person, but yes, I did hear that. And, and I have so many people, oh, you have to be on LinkedIn, you have to be on, on LinkedIn. And I realized the things that hacked and everybody's passwords and stuff like that, and then I realized I, don't, I didn't even care enough to change my password. I don't need to be on LinkedIn. I don't need to be on LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook and have a web page and have a YouTube account and have an email address and have a instant message uh, AIM address and a Yahoo Messenger address and a Skype account. I don't need all of those things. If people, if in this day and age, someone doesn't know my name and can't find me, then I don't, you know, then it's on them. You know, it is so easy yeah. to find me. And everybody screams and yells about privacy issues, right? You have to be on these things so people can find you. Why are people be? I hate the government for being able to find me. Okay, well, <laughs> duh, fine. I like people to be, I, I keep it all separate. I don't have that many Twitter followers. I tweet every now and then. And I, I, I pop in on Facebook every now and then to read about what people are doing. And I'll say what's happening so I share things. But the whole uh um you know skill set of social networking to promote yourself is what's ruining facebook and everything i like the people who share what they're doing uh that i care about and have something that that are genuinely sharing that's what i like i like people who genuinely say this is what's going on with me this is what what i'm sharing and i don't like people who just are promoting themselves there's a difference. Yeah, we don't even promote ourselves anymore. <laughs> well, we've, we've been promoting this. Did you see our video? We made a fancy video up there. In the oh, excellent video. It got, me, it, it got me so hot I had to cool down. Nice. Nice. Well done. Yeah, Good. Really, really, really excited. Well, let's, 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 let's do one last news story. Okay. Not that any of these things have been news stories. Any more rants. Um, but I like this one. Woman bites wig shop owner, spits flesh in his face. Wow, that's a, <laughs> that's Jeremiah you know, Johnson. There's a lot of like flesh eating going on lately. No, but I have to say this. <laughs> that reminds me of you didn't see the Avengers movie, did you? I did not. Okay, but you've seen movies where people beat each other up to an extreme degree, and they're able to get up yes. and still fight, right? Favorite fight scene is in a movie called They Live, a remake by John Carpenter starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. Right. Has the best fight scene in it ever. Look it up, listeners. Yes, yes. Okay, so, but you you know this sensation of when two people are like beating each other senselessly. Someone gets slammed up against a wall or strangled or thrown off of a balcony where they land on a rail on their back and can get uh -huh. back up again and start doing things. Um, and then what will always happen, this is a sort of movie cliche, what will always happen is they will get in real close contact. One will be strangling them or hold a knife up to their neck or about to do uh -huh. something terrible. And the person who's the underdog in that scene will bite the other person. And then the other person will go, ah, and back off because the bite yeah. is the most painful thing that could ever happen. And that gives them the advantage. That bothers me. Maybe it's the creepiest <laughs> thing that can happen. 
maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the shock of being bit, not the actual pain of it that causes people to break up. Yeah, I love I love the thing that like in, in, in invariably, you know, wins the fight in Hollywood movies is always like out of all the things that have happened, it's always the least kind of impressive sort of blow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the way life is though? Yeah, well, yeah, that is the, the least impressive blow is the one that wins out. Speaking of impressive blows, do I hear the phone ringing? <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is now. I, I don't know if we want to bring her on that way. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't even know what that means. I'm still delirious. I'm still getting adjusted to the time change. All right. Well, let's find out who this is ringing us on the phone. Uh, I, should we build it up a little bit and just let the phone keep ringing? <laughs> Yes, build, build. Uh, all right. They will come. All right. Build it and they will come. <laughs> okay. Well, joining us this week, calling as, as scheduled before, we have the one and only Christina Chaw from Survivor One World. Uh, Final Four contestant joining us right now. I'll pick up the phone. Hello, Christina, are you there? Hey, guys. Hey. hey. There she is. All right. <laughs> Survivor contestant Cooking Christina Cooking with Chow. gas now, Jason. This show's really ramping up. I know, I know. Look at that. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, <clears throat> welcome, welcome, Christina. All right. We could not help but notice there is a lot of anti-Christina sentiment on the show with your, your castmates. And so we, we want to know if you can make us hate you as well. I don't know why people don't <laughs> like me on the show, quite frankly. Maybe they just don't like my attitude, which is positive and move forward. <laughs> you do. You are. That's sweet. But the uh, we noticed the, that you did get this hate from everybody in the show. You had uh, Alicia and Colton who were hating on you, right, Rob? Didn't we see this happening all the yeah, time? Yeah, what up with Alicia hating you, girl? <laughs> I thought you were besties. Yeah, because you were, at the reunion, you seemed to be friends. You were teamed up together near the end of the show there, as if you were both, you know, working on the same team. But, like, how can you sit and listen to her there in camp, saying these horrible things to your, to your face, and then be, like, friends with her in the show, and then go home and watch the show and see these... Uh, these things where she's just telling the camera things by herself and saying horrible things to you then. Like, how do yeah. you... <laughs> that's not a friend, Christina. That's not a friend. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, how does that work? How does that work? How are you friends with her? Well, um, before you see the show and it's aired everything, because I think everyone knows it's been pre-taped and everything, and then the editors take it, and then they do what they want to do for a few months and everything. So during the process of the of the game... Alicia and I came together and we made amends with each other and we made a pact and said, hey, let's set aside our differences and everything. Obviously, we went off to the right, wrong foot. Um, let's make peace here because obviously we're going to merge again and it's going to be, you know, individual immunity, but we still need to make a pact if we want to make it all the way to the end and everything. So um, you don't see any of that. I think that's probably a fault on CBS. I think people would have enjoyed to see the arc of like two people not liking each other and then building up to a friendship and then making a pact and saying like, let's set aside our differences that we can actually win this together if we work together. And then the things that she said on the side, again, um, for her to say the things again like it's coming out of her own insecurity and everything her comment about um you know i have to talk to christina like she's a special ed teacher obviously i'm much smarter than what the way the, the way how they perceive or they edit me or whatever so she i mean for her to say the things that she wants to say it's 
it's on her. It's not on me. Does it make me look bad that she compares me to a special ed student? No, because I didn't say it. It's her who said it. And if anything, I'm sure she feels completely regretful for saying those things that she said. I mean, at the finale, she broke down. She cried. And it is. It's a terrible thing to say. And when I saw her say it, I was completely shocked. And to me, it just, it seemed very illogical. And it's very apparent that Alicia is a very immature person. I mean, even in the editing, when you watch it, um, for her to make the gesture with, with, with Colton and, you know, make the slant eye. And I'm sure people have seen it and some people didn't. That wasn't a deleted scene. It was very upsetting for a lot of people. And everyone's like, how did you feel about it, Christina? And I'm like, to be honest, I was laughing. And they're like, how can you be laughing about it? I'm like, because it's so absurd. It's so ridiculous. The last time I've seen anything like that, I was in the first grade. And this is 2012. Like, we're still dealing with racism we're still dealing with like differences and everything like really i think that's an interesting point though because uh colton at the reunion was like i i wanted to play a character i was just being mean you know so i i wonder how much like is that a trap for people that you're playing with on the show that people are like jace too i gotta ask Christina, what was her game that way it was the most uh, submissive of games I've ever witnessed on Survivor. Yeah, well, but see, but that's, okay, but I think that's sort of my point. Like, did you go in as if you were playing a character? Like, I'm I'm going to be, okay, so like Christina or Alicia, you're Christina. Like, Alicia and Colton are sitting in and pretending to be somebody on TV, so they're trying to get more screen time by being a character. And then there's people who are just... Which I don't agree with. I don't like that turn. If that's how things are going on the show... I, I'm not. I, I, that's that's not good. I don't want to see people, bad actors, you know, taking away work away from bad actors. <laughs> I think that's what you did, Christina. Not that you were a bad actor, but you were just yourself. So they had to create a character for you out of the edit because it, it didn't look like you were trying to be a character, or maybe you just didn't. Have you know, I think that they had to create a character for me, um, and it, it came to the part that I recognized that I was playing a game. I also recognize that this is reality TV and it is what it is. So when I saw the uh, third tribal council, Matt Quinlan being voted off, who I figured was probably one of the strongest guys on, on there and also very mouthy and stuff to a certain point that I kind of like parallel similar, you know, personality attributes with him, you know, negotiable leader, strong and everything. That was my sense, and also my name throwing, being thrown out a couple of times, that I needed to essentially shut up. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, the way how the editing and the character, I mean, it's, it's bizarre because the way I was shown in the editing is not who I am. Again, I actually had a conversation with Jeff Probes, and I was like, Jeff, my edit is so bizarre. Like, it makes no sense. He's like, it is bizarre because you are a smart woman and you are, you know, attractive and everything like that. The editing on you is so bizarre. And I said, I understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, people act like they don't know me and everything and they don't like me. And then, like, why is that? Like, well, from my professional side in sales, I've always been taught to get more information about people. You play the Calypso act, you know, you ask a lot of questions, you act like you don't know anything and you're just like, you're oblivious to everything because that's how people kind of give you information. You're just like, oh, well, I don't really know. And that's what I did with Troy's aunt. And that's what I did with the girls. Like, okay, whatever, sure, whatever you say, smile, nod, smile and nod. Collecting it for more information. It looks like 
hey, Christina doesn't know what's going on. I knew exactly what the hell was going on and everything. And what was I doing? I was taking all the information and reporting to who I felt that I trusted, which was Kim and Alicia. That was my alliance. And that's why people are like, oh, Christina thinks that she has a solid three alliance. Yeah, I did. So fast forward to towards the end, you see final five. I'm thinking, yeah, it's Kim, Alicia, and I. There's no way. Chelsea's a big threat. Everyone's going to like Chelsea. And then Sabrina and everything. I really believed in it. But when I saw Alicia being voted off, that's where I was just, that's where you can get put the dunce cap on me. Because I did not establish a solid relationship with Chelsea or Sabrina at all. Mm. So therefore, I could not negotiate anything about, hey, take me to the final three. Again, going back, when you know when a relationship is not working and it's just like, why even bother and fight for it? Like, why? That's how I kind of felt at that point. It's just like, you know, the only chance I have here is to win immunity. And that's what I felt. If I, I have to give it 110, 120%, all balls out, be Kim, and that's what I need to do. And if I can't do that, there's no way for me to convince these girls to take me in. It was obvious that that was the alliance there. Kim, Chelsea, and Sabrina. I also kind of figured it out when they were in the boat, too. Mm -hmm. When they were in that sailboat, that lesbianic moment. (laughs) 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 It was was kind of lesbianic. I don't know. It looked like they were on their honeymoon. (laughs) A little bit. bit. I don't know. I don't really talk to my girlfriends like that. (laughs) So you see that, and there was no way for me to even fight for that position. How do you convince someone who made a pact to bring you in. How? And say, I'm not worthy? No, I am totally worthy. But I wasn't going to have that conversation with them. So, if anything, I felt like I was defeated. And I accepted this. Hold everything. <laughs> I'm curious as to how you ended up on Survivor. Yeah, how did you get on Survivor in the first place? Like, how do we... How does one get on Survivor? There you go. When Good. I got on Survivor, um, I lost my job in pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been a fan of Survivor, um, and I actually lost two of my job. It was like twice in a row, and I was kind of like looking at the point, like, what's wrong with me? And I didn't want to blame it on the economy or anything like that, because I always felt that I was a strong, successful salesperson. Like, I won awards. I was recognized for President's Club and everything, and this is like the first time I ever um, really felt that I was experiencing failure. And instead of feeling sorry for myself, I was online and like was looking up Survivor and everything. And I noticed that they were doing a casting call through Sears. And it was just like sending like a one minute video. And I just figured I had a dogma experience. I was like, why not? You know, I'm not going to worry. Like, what if I get a job and not able to do it? Who cares? I'm tired of living in fear and everything. Why don't I just send in my um, a video application and see what happens? And then, boom, here I go. I'm in. Just like Vimp. Yeah, just like everybody else. Just like everyone else. Send in your one minute obnoxious video of yourself at a Korean market eating squid. Is that what you did? That's what I did. Nice. And it's sideways too because I couldn't figure it out. Oh, nice. So they had to watch the whole thing. You have to watch it sideways. I couldn't figure it out at the time. It, It was really at a crunch point. It was like totally last minute. Like I had to send in that video within like 48 hours. And it was like to like the last 50 minutes and I couldn't like turn the the actual like video side up 
And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to lose the time. I F it. I'm just going to send it. <laughs> what I was really wondering about is there seemed to be a, a whole – each survivor seemed to have a whole wardrobe. And I was under the impression that you all just jump off a boat into the ocean and what you're wearing. Yeah. And then you're meant to survive in that. So I was kind of confused by how many different outfits – kept appearing yeah you had like um, uh, she she had like a you had like a an orange like a sweater and then your uh bathing suit and then like an other another bathing suit like a beige bathing suit oh the beige bathing suit. okay that beige <laughs> bikini wardrobe okay <laughs> i do not like it what they do they color coordinate so when you're shown in the photos and everything you cannot have a red bikini with everyone else because obviously monica had it and everything um, they didn't want to show the bikini that I was going to wear on the game because you were supposed to get that later on or whatever and stuff. So I don't like my beige bathing suit. I think it's disgusting, but whatever. I, uh, I'm i the kind of person that's just pretty easygoing. I'm like, whatever. I'm not going to complain. I'll, I'll just wear it. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so, you know, you send in wardrobes and then they pick whatever you want. If I really wanted to play the game, right... I would not come in an Ann Taylor cardigan and a, and a skirt. No. no. No, that's what puzzles me. You think I? You think that's the way how I think I'm going to survive in the game? No, they 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 pick those outfits oh, for see, you. That's too like, bad. I would think that you would be. You know, I would totally to wear, wear the cargo pants and you know my North Face jacket, knowing that a rain was going to come. No, I don't want that. No. That's why you see like people like Enema wearing a full suit. Or, I mean, she could have wore her scrubs, you know, that's right. what they want. So that people can get an idea of, like, who are these characters. So what happens, okay, we know a couple people. We here in the podcasting castle of What Do They Said have interviewed a lot of reality TV stars. And there's a couple avenues that I see people can go uh, after having been on a reality TV show. One is to be the sort of Colby Donaldson or um, what's her name on The View? Uh, uh, yes, Elizabeth, the, uh, Hasselbeck. Elizabeth Hasselback. Right, right, right. So you can be... Puts the hassle in back. Yes, so you could be... Um, mm -hmm. Talking sorry, heads. The talking heads, talking heads, right. Or uh, you could be, like, there's reality stars where you go do reality rallies and you meet with a bunch of people in a hotel and you... And then get to hang out with the creepy fans. Yeah, you get to hang out with the creepy fans, <laughs> right? All, none of the They're people darling. I love my creepy fans, That's especially right. the love letters that I get and the marriage proposal. Uh, and whatnot. I mean, does, is, is that what you're looking on doing? Or are you looking to be on TV? Did you want to be on TV uh, and that's why you yeah. went on Survivor? Question. Dream, dream scenario. <laughs> okay, but yeah, but did you want to be on TV? Is that the thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't apply for Survivor for not going, oh, I don't want to be on TV. I have studied. I, I've been um, studying as a TV host since I was 16. Oh. So, yes, um, potentially being on the show, yes, I love the adventure. I have ultimately wanted to play the game and win the million dollar. Who doesn't want a million dollars? And then also, um, then I also wanted to let go of my fear of like, okay, I've always wanted to get into this realm of, you know, TV hosting, acting, commercial work. Why am I so freaking scared to do this? I should just do it. So, I mean, Survivor has been a wonderful experience. If anything, it just brought to my attention that anything is possible. So, 
Um, when I was 16, I did TV hosting. I used to do like a, a local news channel, like reporting and stuff. In college, I was like a TV reporter as well. Um, journalism is my passion. I also am a freelance writer. So I write about travel, food, um, luxury products, um, eco-friendly products, um, anything that's superficial, anything that's fun that's out there, I enjoy to write and, and banter about it. Um, and then... I think that there's so many things that if a person had a business mindset and they want to want to be a successful actor, it is totally possible because that's what I was able to do from this experience is take from my business experience and then putting into it. If anything, it kind of gives me a better insight about the business because it is called show business. It's a total business. It's a total business. So I am working towards into an, an acting career, which I have suppressed for a very long time mm -hmm. because I was scared of it. So this wonderful experience of Survivor has transitioned to this and I, I embrace it and I'm loving every moment of it and I'm extremely excited. So yes, I'm working towards more into TV hosting. I am also working more towards um, commercial work and also acting and would like to potentially maybe get into production screenwriting. I love it. I've always enjoyed and appreciate the art of it. Now is the time to not be so scared about it and just go after it. If I can be successful in business and be the only female minority in sales and be considered as one of the top when I'm competing against in an industry that's dominated by white males who are like in their mid-30s and I'm like at the time mid-20s young Asian female, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. So if you were to imagine yourself in 10 years what you would be doing um jenny mccarthy is hosting love in the wild so would you be like the jeff probst on a reality show would you be the vanna white on wheel of fortune would you be the correspondent on nbc world news tonight um you know in my heart i love journalism and it's sad to see the way how it's kind of like transitioned to where it's at and everything. I feel like it's totally turned bias to like one view. And it has, and I think that's the perception of America too, as it's skewed to like one view. It's not at the level of where like the audience can make their own deception. So I don't think I'm going to end up being that correspondent at all, especially the fact that I've been seen on national TV with my bra and underwear. <laughs> right. So that dream is gone. <laughs> I, I admire Lisa Lang. Um, but I don't think that I'm going to be seen as the Lisa Lang, um, especially with some of my explicit language of saying shit, fuck motherfucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause that's my personality. <laughs> so perhaps maybe the Jenny McCarthy, I would say I kind of emulate similar, uh, characteristic attributes as Jenny McCarthy. I'm goofy. I'm silly. I make those funny, stupid voices. Yeah. So, but I don't think I'm going to do playboy like Jenny McCarthy. No, 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 no. I, I know. I, that, that was play that was who? <laughs> Oh, now the audience are like, oh. I have no interest in no. you appearing as Playboy. I do. Everyone but, uh, loves me. And also, Jenny McCarthy did Playboy first, right? And then she became uh, then she became the host of the show. So The new Rossi. Yeah, the new Rossi. Exactly. So uh, I don't know if that's necessarily what we're talking about here, but is it, it, uh, it, There has been a petition for that. Um, people tweeting and asking Playboy for me to be on there. I... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know about Playboy yet. Um, I do want a career mm -hmm. that's going to further me up. Um, I don't 
if it's going to advance me in any way, it's definitely not going to be soon. If anything, I would say Maximin FHM has a, a stronger, most likely chance than Playboy. Sorry, Hugh. A man will find a woman much more attractive if she has, you know, shows a little bit of side of less clothing and stuff. It's, it brings curiosity, like, like what I'm wearing, like a little off shoulder. The shoulder is showing everything. That's sexy. It's like, ooh, I wonder what she's wearing. What could be underneath that? And it's the curiosity and the drive. When everything is gone, it's like when men go to a stripper club and everything, it's like all bears out. The boobies, the, you know, the vagina is all bared out and everything is like, oh, it's there. That's it. I, I can't think of anything I, I, else of it. We shouldn't even be talking about this. I mean, you have so so many bigger horizons ahead of you than than Playboy. We use it. But do consider Hustler. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, that is the shittiest thing. I've All right. Heard. I think we answered the questions. Uh, do you, what? Um, where can people find you if people want to uh, seek you out in the social media that Rob and I love so much? Yes. Now that we've ruled out both Playboy and Hustler, where can people find you? Where, do, where would you like to people to be directed to? Well, anyone who is interested in anything that's related to Survivor, I mean, go to my fan page. That's um, Christina Chaw. It's the only fan page. I hope there's there's some that try to oppose to be me. I do write all of my own social media. It takes me a while to respond to everyone uh, because I do have my personal page too, mm -hmm. which is a little bit harder to find and stuff. But if you can find me, you can subscribe to me. Um, that's more personal stuff. I separate my fan page to my personal stuff because my friends get kind of tired of like Survivor and everything. They're just like, really? We're kind of over it now. And I'm, I totally understand. Um, so that's Christina Cha 82. That's my fan page. And if you can find me on my personal, I, I allow people to subscribe to me. It's totally fine. If I don't know you, I won't add you. I'm, I'm sorry. Nothing personal. I just only add people that I, who I know personally. It's Cha Cha 82. That's my, um, that's the username for Facebook. And then for Twitter, it's the at sign Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A underscore Cha C-H-A at Twitter. And then you can also find me, I have a personal website. It's www.christina-cha.com and that shows my survivor videos, um, my interviews, um, photos, the risque photos that some of y'all looking for or whatever. Yeah, there you go. See? There's still clothing. So hold on, hold out. on. Oh, Don't oh, leave oh, just oh. yet. Don't check those websites just yet. We're still talking. <laughs> and uh, that's it. All right. Well, Jason, as you know, it's time to queue up the WDS band uh. because we have some five hard hitting questions. <laughs> All right. Just okay. So the, the idea behind these questions here, Christina, is we're going to ask you some quick questions without putting too much thought into it. Just answer the first thing that comes off the top of your head. And there are there are no wrong answers. OK, okay? so uh, no. let's get going. They hit hard, though. OK, right. So ring padding. <laughs> we'll go. We're ready, Rob. Go. OK, uh, first question. What is your go-to karaoke song? And uh, could you sing a few bars? I have few. I have Don't Speak by uh, No Doubt. And I have um, Crazy For You, Madonna. Those are my go-to because I know I can sing. And it sounds perfect with a raspy voice, deep voice. Nice. Could we hear a little bit of Crazy For You, perhaps? Uh, you know, I don't know the lyrics by heart. So if we were to pull it up, maybe later, if we could pull it up and, okay, and do we'll the do thing, it. I could. Good. What is your favorite cheese? The, dub the doubler cheese, the Irish one. It's got a sharp cheddar, white 
thing, the dub, the Dubliner. Is that the right term for it? I think it is. Oh no, I'm sorry. Dublin... Your favorite cheese is Stilton. That's your Stilton? favorite cheese. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Turns out there are right answers. <laughs> Look at her, professor. The professor. <laughs> nice. Uh... If you were a roller coaster. Which one would you be? Uh, the straight down one that shoots. Uh, <laughs> just all the way down. Okay. Kathy has six pairs of black socks and six pairs of white socks in a drawer. In complete darkness and without looking, how many socks must she take from the drawer in order to be sure she gets a pair that match? How dare you give me a math question because I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, you were good at puzzles. We thought maybe you could be good at this puzzle. I wasn't even paying attention to it. He says six black, six white, and she's looking for what? Uh, three. She three. Needs three. She needs to pull three to make sure she gets a matching pair. What if she pulls out all white? Three white. Black. Because if she pulls out three white, then she has a matching pair of white. No, but you know what? I'm a communication major. That's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. You have been an amazing, amazing, amazing sport. Thank you so much Yay. for agreeing to appear on, on our show. We uh, could not be more thrilled. We wish you all of the best. Thanks. Going Thank you. forward. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Christina. Bye. The word for today is parlay. Great. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, <laughs> I... I was i'm smitten thank you christine i don't know why people didn't like you on the show we never quite established that but no, thank you so much for coming absolutely perfectly lovely i mean really in all senses of the word yeah and we got a lot of insight onto survivor one world so all you survivor fans now you know now you know yeah. you should know and if you don't know much like if you don't know who jason and Plissy is it's on you <laughs> yes Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we're running out of time here. I did want to squeeze in my phrased out segment. Yeah, we got to do a phrased out, and I need the big league. Maybe this is a new segment, too. We'll call it Rob Big Leagues. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get to Rob's big leagues in just a moment. Uh... Bees leagues. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know, but uh, we'll get to it in a moment. The thing that I want to phrase out is, uh, I'm not entirely sure how best to say this, but I just saw the um, the Amazing Spider-Man trailer. Spider-Man! Yes, the Amazing Spider-Man trailer. And uh -huh. Spider-Man is web-slinging and swinging across a, uh, a uh, crowded street where cars are driving by, and he cries yeah. out, Hey, I'm swinging here. I'm swinging here. Right? Jeez. Okay. Yeah, I think it's time to retire the Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here reference from Midnight uh, Cowboy from 1971, right? <laughs> no longer want to hear that. You know what you, you know what you got to do, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't need to hear anybody say I'm walking here. I'm walking here ever again. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not funny. You know what's funny that I noticed out here? Um, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't seen anybody do the I'm walking here thing. But I happen to walk past the, uh, the, the like some, some gym, a JCC or an Equinox or something like that. And it was as the yoga class was letting out. Mm -hmm. And there's all these like, you know, chicks rolling around with uh, mats rolled under their arms. And they looked miserable and stressed out. And I was under the impression that when you leave yoga class, you're supposed to be like kind of like, you know, relaxed and like, you know, it, it's good for you. These people look pissed off. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you about that. Maybe they were looking for love as as often people are doing when they go to social situations like that and it was just a bunch of girls with rolled up mats. They didn't they didn't find any love. <laughs> they didn't find love in New York. But they look like the type that would be pounding on a car saying, "I'm walking here." Oh god. 
I'm doing downward dog here. <laughs> what is your new segment? Tell what it is again. Oh, Rob Bigley's. Actually, it's just the new title for what we usually do to wrap up the show when we ask each other what we're doing for the weekend. Oh, okay. Well, what is Rob's bees woos? <laughs> I just want to big league a little bit because I, I am excited to be out in New York City. I fought hard for this, and I'm really glad that we're out here. And so I have opportunities to do things out here that I just wasn't either – I'd closed myself off to in San Francisco or just weren't you know, opportunities out there. So uh, ask me what I'm doing this weekend. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I have two movie screenings. I'm uh... – <laughs> I didn't tell you what I was doing. Oh, sorry. I didn't – I didn't even get the big league. Oh. <laughs> You've known me long enough. Right. That's not how I operate. Yeah. Also, in the interest of full disclosure, I just got a text. <laughs> so I was only kind of half listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, want... Like our listeners. Yeah. This no. is the perfect show for half It's listening, one of these actually. things that uh, – uh, you know, my I don't have a fancy uh, smartphone. I have an I have a dumb phone. So okay. if I get a text that's longer than uh, I don't know how many characters, it breaks itself up into several different texts. Uh, so I see them all sitting here, and I'm I, I really want to listen to you, but I actually really want to read these these texts because these texts mean so much. But I'm not going to. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm a professional. All right. What's your What's your bees woos? Your big league. Your big news. What the fuck are you doing this weekend? We're, go- we're going out to Brooklyn. Holla! Oh. To uh, go to a, a an art uh, an art opening. Very excited about yeah. this art opening. It's called What is it called? It's called Respond Repost or something like that. It's a very very interesting thing out there in Brooklyn. Art. And we're also going to go to the MoMA. Because my, my wife works for a large corporation, and she gets in for free. So we're going to go see the Cindy Sherman exhibit that's going to be closing on June 11th. So all of our New York listeners, get out and see Ju- uh, Cindy Sherman's art exhibit before it closes at the MoMA. But don't go on Saturday because I don't want to deal with the crowd. Nice. And and yes. I'll be watching the Yankees play the Mets. Oh, you couldn't get any more New York than that unless the Jets were playing the sets with the Nets in the audience. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, so that, that I'm excited about that. And we're going to go see some music. Oh, yeah, a band that I interviewed on the What Duvet Said blog back when I used to do interviews and actually write things for the blog. Oh, I remember that. They are playing a rooftop show at sunset um, before a little mini movie screening. So we're going to go check that out on Saturday night. And then uh, I don't even know the name of the place. I can't even plug it. But the band's called Behavior. Mm, okay. So they're very good. Good. Yes. Wow. Jace, you. Sounds like you're really LA. plugged in the scene. Topic. All right. I'm going to two movie screenings this weekend. Uh, I have a screening of Snow White and the Huntsman uh, on okay. Friday. And then Prometheus in 3D I'm seeing on Saturday. Do you even know what Prometheus is, Rob? No, I don't. What it's the Ridley Scott 3D prequel, quote-unquote, to Alien that is coming out oh, this weekend. a prequel to Alien, eh? Yes, yes. Is this, are they like all little kids? Is this like when, when Wrigley was like a little kid? Yes. He was like a little girl of 10? Yes, when Wrigley was a little kid, yes. <laughs> is that her name? Wasn't it Wrigley? It was Ripley. You were very close. Ripley. It's Ripley? Oh, come on. We're talking about Sigourney Weaver. Yes, Sigourney Weaver. As in, believe it or not, her name was Ripley. Oh, really? I thought it was Wrigley, hmm. like uh, the field. Okay, Ripley. Okay. Sure. Right. Ten. 
She's 10 in this movie. Yes, exactly. She's a little, and she's fighting the baby aliens. It's like baby Muppets or baby Looney Tunes. It's baby aliens in Prometheus. I love it. That's great. The aliens are so cute. Yeah. They're like gremlins. Yeah, there's a lot more uh, action figure possibilities. And then I'm probably going on Sunday, a fella named Chris Wells, who is actually out there in New York most of the times. And I recommend you checking him out when he does things. He does this thing called The Secret City, um, which is kind of a performance piece slash spiritual church service slash hangout and network with artists kind of thing. Um, oh. And he, 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 he it, it's basically a, a performance piece, but he kind of treats it like a church service in a non-dominational kind of way. And he, he sings and there's people who sing and then you shake hands with people and you meet people and he tells stories, which could quote unquote be the sermon and, uh, it's 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 really uh, an enlightening and fun way to spend. It, what it does is it gives you the fellowship and community of church without all the dogma and crap about being at church. And it's you're just hanging out with artists who sing. And are they, uh, they going to want my money at some point? Are they going to make me empty my pockets and put it into a basket? They, actually, they do do that. At one point, they pass out. Ah, the, just like church. Just like church. But <laughs> I, you know, I recommend it. And I also sent you. I don't know if you were up and running when I sent it, but the uh, film that I was participant in. Uh, I got it. Yes, I can tell you where it's at. I, I'm looking at it right okay. now. Yeah, uh, uh, the Manhattan Film Festival Saturday. June 30th, that's Saturday, June 30th at 7 p.m., Hunter College, 695 Park Avenue, worth the wait it is, it looks fabulous, I am so excited to see it, Jace, because I wasn't able to uh, make your L.A. screening, right. and uh, and uh, I am looking forward to seeing you on a big screen yeah, yeah. here in New York City. Yeah, it is, it is fun, big screen. I went on this uh, past... Uh, uh, past Monday was here at the Chinese Theater. Uh, listener Matt and I uh, went and uh, watched it together. And it's fun. There's a point in the movie where there's a Heavy Woolies song that plays. Uh, I got it. Are you kidding? No, I got a Heavy Woolies song on the soundtrack. And it was fun to be sitting next to Matt, who was in the band with me, you know, the Heavy Woolies, and to be able to sort of. El did he know? Did you tell him? I did tell him beforehand, but still, it, it comes at a it comes at a point where you're. It comes in a really great point in the movie a really obvious and great point in the movie where you can't miss it so and but it still comes as a surprise so it was fun to see his reaction what can i ask what song it is or is that something off the air no i can tell you do you want to do you want a spoiler do you want to know what song you're looking yeah, for yeah spoil spoil oh, it's me. kaleidoscope the song kaleidoscope shows up in uh, a great yeah. song i am going to like it. now more reason more reason for me to go to worth the wait Manhattan Film Festival, 6.30. That's June 30th, Saturday, 7 p.m. Hunter College, 695 Park okay, Avenue. Okay, Jesus, you just said that. <laughs> you can find Worth the Wait on Facebook. All of you people who are our fans on Facebook, you can find Worth the Wait there as well and become fans of it there. I, on June 30th, funny you should say that, I'm going to be in the fair city of San Francisco, which you won't be. Ah, yeah. high on a hill. Yes, yes. But we can talk more about that later if we continue doing this podcast. We're up and running now, right? We, we can get back on our regular yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do the podcast. Okay. We're doing the damn podcast, people. Okay. It's back on. Back on. Quit sending your hate mail. <laughs> I, hate make, I hate making Reba read the hate yes. mail. Yes. All right. But we will love to hear your response for our lovely guest today, Christina Chaw. Thanks so much, yes. Christina from Survivor, for joining us. Let's, you know, I think we'll just call her Christina Chaw from now on. I don't think she needs to be. I think she's moved beyond Christina from Survivor at this point. Yeah, she's Christina Chaw in my book. That's how I have her down here in my... Uh... 
my contact. <laughs> Great. Have you been texting back and forth with Christina now that you're trying to convince her to not do Maxim or FHM now? We were, we were having a whole back, back line of conversation during her interview. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, thank you, Christina, for joining us. Thank you, Rob. I'm excited to be back in the saddle. Say hello to the big apple yes. for me. Um, I'll take a bite for you, just for you. Great. Love it. Uh, thank you, listeners. We will see you all next week. Can you tell me? What the they said? Did you hear? What the they said? Can you hear? What the they said? Audible hopes you have enjoyed this program. Okay, so let's be honest here. Have you seen an Asian with boobs? I mean, it's like seeing a unicorn.